Hi, my name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Counselors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Another week. Oh, it's a rainy day out. Well, it stopped raining, but it's pretty gloomy. It makes me want to just sleep and watch TV, but that's me most days, right? It was pouring this morning. I had an 8 o'clock coffee meeting, and I it was really raining. And I parked my car and I got into the coffee shop and I was so proud of myself because I was like, I am on time. And uh, and I left my wallet in the car. So mm-hmm. I had to like go back out and then it started pouring to go to my – I was like drenched by the time I got – I mean fully drenched. That's how I started my day. And then I got my coffee and I was so discombobulated by the whole thing that I put Splenda in my coffee instead of sugar. Oof. Oof. I mean, 1369, seriously, why do you have your Splenda in the same exact container as regular sugar? I, I smell a policy order. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, that is policy order worthy. Yeah. Because my day did not start out well because of that, 1369. Oh, note to self, not mm-hmm, do that. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I did see a movie last week that I want to tell our listeners about. I saw Crazy Rich Asians. <gasps> I want to see that. It looks so good. It was so, so good. Uh, it's based on a novel series, which I haven't read. You're <laughs> one, one of those people. <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> um, but now I certainly will. Uh, so Crazy Rich Asians was released uh, on August 15th by Warner Brothers Pictures. It is noted as the first film by a major Hollywood studio to feature an all-Asian cast since 1993 is The Joy Luck Club, which I haven't seen. Have you? Oh, so good. I loved that movie. But I also read the book first, just FYI, <laughs> listeners. I am the type to read the book first. She's so that type. <laughs> uh, I will go, I will read the, uh, I will go see the movie. I'll watch Joy Luck and then I'll read the book. Uh, but yeah, the, the movie, Crazy Rich Asians, has been really, it's been doing really well. It's grossed a lot of money um, and received a lot of positive reviews. Uh, and the, it, the movie features some well-known names like uh, Constance, Constance Wu, who's on Fresh Off the Boat. I don't know if you've seen that show. I've seen the trailers for it. It's really funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And then Aquafina, who was so funny. She's my favorite. She was just phenomenal. She, in the movie, is um, one of the best friends. And it was it was a great, good movie. I, I laughed hysterically. So everyone out there, go see it. I could use a good laugh hysterically movie. Um all of my people on Twitter are like in love with it, especially like um, Celestine, who I always talk about. <laughs> Your best friend. I, I, I mean, in my mind, she is my best friend. <laughs> I'm going to find out where she lives in campus her like, next month. Um, but anyways, she kept posting things, um, retweeting Asian Americans who were having this moment of like feeling so proud of being Asian American. Like just to, it's like the Black Panther, right? Like you you have this all Asian cast and it's representation matters. Um, and so I, I'm, I definitely want to see it for a lot of reasons, mostly because you recommended it, but I, yeah. And that really did matter to me. I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then I also got home and I felt really sad. I was like, I'm never going to be this rich. <laughs> Not on the city council. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. We could, we could have a podcast empire. We could. We could. I mean, that's our that's our next gig, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone out there, you know, we're we're available <laughs> <laughs> for podcasting. Speaking of podcasting, have you listened to my new favorite podcast? I mean, besides this one, obviously, obviously, it's called Hysteria. 
I have not. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's Erin Gloria Ryan, who is hysterical. Um, She's often on Pod Save America, which is another podcast, but that one has too many dudes in it. So this is an all-women political podcast. Um, But they talk, you know, they touch upon other things, but they have, like, hilarious segments, which is, like, sorry, not sorry, because they feel like women apologize too much. And um, it's them going through the week of people who apologize for things and then just rejecting their apology because it's it was terrible <laughs> but it's so good and it's so funny and um i i highly recommend it it's good if you're like out walking or out for a run hysteria okay i'll check it out yeah sometimes the language is a little rude rude yeah there was like a really anyways just be forewarned people a little bit rude very raunchy very very funny but very on point and you know they have a really diverse group of women that come and it's not always the same women um they have like an east coast version and a west coast version um and so it's always really really different the the different um viewpoints and and where people are coming from so hysteria Erin, Gloria, Ryan. Okay, I will definitely add it to my list. Um, you're doing it right now. I know. <laughs> I have ADD. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> I am. Um, there is another one I wanted to recommend while we're on the topic. Uh, my friend just told me about it. It's basically, um, it's about, it, it features like taped sessions from couples therapy that's oh been God. allowed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying know. to find it. Uh, is your friend married? <laughs> Is she married? Uh, no, she's not. Okay, I, so I, I wonder if this is like an an unmarried woman kind of thing to be in. I'm not interested in listening to other people's marital problems. <laughs> too much, too, too much. much, too soon. Okay, I won't recommend it because I cannot find it. Well, I'm sure we it. have some unmarried people. You'll you'll find it. You're gonna... Yeah, yeah, I'll find it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's called Where Should We Begin with Esther, uh, with what's her name? Esther Peril. So Where Should We Begin? And it's, you know, taped sessions from couples therapy and people's problems i'm gonna take your word for that one yeah i haven't started listening to it but i just wanted to tell people about it anyway so uh on to a less fun but very important topic uh we had an ordinance meeting last thursday which was very interesting it was super well it was very interesting during certain points (laughs) yeah um but just we talked we touched on this a little bit last week but we couldn't really get into it because the ordinance meeting was that same night i think but this is um it was to discuss the proposed new street overlay district so new street is in fresh pond behind whole foods and the apple cinemas um it's like on that same road which is the back entrance to danahy park so the proposed overlay would allow for a self-storage facility as a separate use in the zoning and would allow for an increased far which is a floor to area ratio um in the plans that I've seen this for the site, the storage facility actually takes up the entire lot. Like, there is a setback, but it's pretty much the entire lot. And it's pretty big. Um, currently, uh, lots of people work out at this particular fitness facility, uh, Evolve, and that takes about up about half of the site. And it's a two-story building. And then there's surface parking that takes up the other half. The, the proposed self-storage facility is four stories high, so 40 feet 45 feet high. So it's, it would be an, an it was, be, would be a huge change on New Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some of the amenities that they're proposing um, to kind of make up for the, the more FAR and the uh, bigger lot size is 
they would have um, a net zero energy efficiency building and some proposed community amenities, which include storage for athletic teams that use Danny Hee Park, storage for low-income individuals, and um, a bike path connectivity next to the facility. So from New Street, right alongside Danny Hee Park, and then connecting over on um, what was it Walden Street. So we've gotten a lot of emails about that one, like a lot, a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and I think people were a little bit confused about it because I got a lot of emails saying, like, don't let Evolve close. So just to clear this up, the building is for sale. The Pizzuto family currently owns it, um, but they are looking to sell. Uh, and Evolve's lease is actually up in December 2018. And according to the previous owners, the Pizzuto family, Evolve has been struggling financially for several years. And the owners have been doing kind of what they can to assist them to stay in that location. So no matter what happens with this committee, with no matter what happened last week and with the planning board, um, Evolve was always going to be relocated or closed. I actually used to belong to Evolve Fitness when my kids were little and I was working. I would drop them off at Tobin Montessori and hit the gym, shower and get to work. So it's a nice facility and I know how many people in um, West Cambridge use it. So I totally understand the community outcry um, around a few different things. One, they don't want Evolve Fitness to go away. Two, I think people have real concerns around using a a piece of property on New Street for something other than housing right now, since land is pretty scarce. And three, I think the just the massive scale of the self-storage facility, I think really threw some people um, that it was going to be four stories high and was going to be most of the, the parcel. So I think, you know, there were a lot of people that were vehemently emailing us saying, please don't let this happen. So yeah, it's a it's a tough issue. I mean, you're right in that it's two separate things. It's it seems that evolve may close either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the petitioners at the meeting at the ordinance meeting have expressed some interest in trying to keep it open, or uh, or even pay for a relocation and pay for pay for re- yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's we will ha- it's going to be up for discussion. Is this what we see in this spot, uh, given Envision and given right. that sp- space? And our our planning uh, CDD folks were at the meeting as well, and they've said, you know, we have some question marks, and it specifically relates to the fact that self-storage was never in a conversation for this area. Uh, but that being said, it seems that they would be allowed to do it as of right, just as of right, regular, as of right. with no increased FAR. FAR. So... It's complicated, you know. We've we've been in touch with residents, and you know, it, it is it's a tough issue. There was a planning. There was supposed to be a planning board meeting last night, but uh, in the absence of a four person quorum, the meeting could not be convened. And so the um, he, whatever's on the agenda was indefinitely postponed. I'm not sure what next steps are. Yeah, that was an interesting choice of words that they used, which this indefinitely postponed. So, I, you know, I don't know. And I, I guess, you know, we left the committee meeting um, thinking that we would leave it open right, um, for discussion because the proposed owners and Evolve Fitness were kind of in the middle of this conversation. It's funny, one of the, um, there is a self-storage unit on Concord, Concord mm-hmm. Avenue, which is literally right around the corner. Um, and the owner there came and spoke sort of against um, 
having another self-storage facility around the corner. He was on the Envision Alewife working group, yeah. I believe. So he had, you know, some real stake in the game and, you know, has been going to all the meetings. And he, he listed off the number of meetings and how much time he's actually spent on his own personal time to go through this process. And that it was really frustrating to have something like this kind of pop up. I think the other thing that really surprised me, and I hadn't thought about it until Councillor Carlone, who was chairing the meeting, um, brought up, it's actually two parcels within, it was the use for a self-storage facility could have been in that evolved fitness space, but also the one right next door. So Councillor Carlone during the meeting said, well, what's to stop the people next door from opening another self-storage facility? And then New Street just becomes self-storage facility road. Um, So that wasn't something that I had thought about. I was glad that he brought it up. Um, There were some abutters that came and 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 (laughs) talked about um, their, you know, not supporting that particular use. Uh, It was an interesting meeting. Yeah, and for those of you interested, you should watch it uh, if you want. We can post the link. Um, yeah, or you can just email us for the link. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll of course. Do that. I d- highly doubt anyone's going to email us, <laughs> but the offer stands. Uh, anyway, so uh, to be determined what happens in that uh, case. Uh, we Yesterday, we both attended a panel at Y2Y. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, so Y2Y Harvard Square, it's a student-run overnight shelter It employs a youth-to-youth model to provide a safe and affirming environment for young adults uh, experiencing homelessness. And uh, there was a panel discussion, and I had to leave a little bit early, but you were there for the whole time. I was there. So um, it was being moderated by Mayor Mark McGovern and um, Marjorie Decker, State Representative Marjorie Decker, and... um, there were a few people on the panel, and they were sort of experts in youth homelessness, one who worked at the State House, one who um, actually was in the Obama administration in HUD, and one that um, was one of the co-founders of Y2Y, which is our youth uh, homeless shelter in Harvard Square. One of the things that really struck me is um, a number that came out of the panel, which was we have 55 homeless youth between 18 and 24 and to me and to everybody on the panel last night, it was like one of those, we actually can do something about 55 youths um, that are homeless. You know, it's not a number that's like astronomical and you're like, oh, my God, what are we ever going to do about this? You know, we know what to do. We need to house them. We need to find them. We need to make sure that they're connected to resources. And each one of these youths are totally different. So some people, they were saying last night, some people are cro- are now chronically homeless and need to be connected to housing. Some people just experience homelessness in between college semesters. So it's really connecting and doing those wraparound services that Wide Away does so well um, and making sure to connect to all the the different resources in the community and I was I was looking around um, the room last night to see it was very well attended but there were you know there were people from East Cambridge Savings Bank there there were people from the housing authority there our police commissioner was there um, you know there's social workers there there's people from the Phillips Brooks house there's everybody in that room that is so committed to um, this issue of solving youth homelessness here in Cambridge and it's just amazing to know how many people here really care about this particular issue. Um, and I was feeling really grateful last night that there's so many people working on this issue and they're still willing to like come together and have Absolutely. this real panel about, you know, what else can we do? 
Yeah, and it's, you know, for those interested, it's a great place to volunteer. Definitely. I got, actually, I was excited. I got a little shout out. Because when I volunteer, I make chocolate chip cookies, and apparently they're popular. They're so so good. She made me cookies (laughs) when I fell. Uh, and brought them over, and they are honestly the best cookies I've ever had. Yeah, so anyway, it is a great place to volunteer. They especially always need help um, over college breaks. So at Christmas time, that's when I ended up volunteering yeah. um, during that snowstorm where <laughs> I was the only one there making dinner. But um, it's a great organization, and the two people that started it, that um, Sam and Sarah, who went to Harvard and then decided to make this their life's work, it, they're very inspiring. Like, I can't imagine being that young and being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save the world. I know. Yeah, they're great. Great, great. Um, and then I went off to Tutoring Plus, had a school supply drive, a back-to-school supply drive. It was so great. Um, they actually bought a bunch of stuff, which is really interesting. I actually, I, I went out this weekend and bought some notebooks and all this stuff that they were asking for. But they actually had purchased a bunch of things, and then you could go in and say, I want to buy all of these things on this table. So, like, you could have gone in with a, a $20 bill and picked out all the things and then put them aside. So it just made it really tangible and really fun. That's great. And I have to say they had like um, a lot of like school food. So they had like square pizza from Pizza Friday and then they had like chocolate milk. and oh, memories. Did, I know. <laughs> they did a really cute job like putting it together. And um, there was a lot that was donated, which is great. Um, but if you missed it, there is another back-to-school drive that is being held at City Hall um, out of the mayor's office for Liam's Lunches of Love. Um, and when I tell you I just got my son's eighth-grade back-to-school supply list, my jaw dropped. Really? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine if you're really struggling, getting that list I think would have made me want to throw up. It, mm. I mean, it's probably $75 worth of binders and index cards and expo markers and highlighters and uh, anyway if you have any extra dollars or um supplies supplies you know if you're if your company wants to donate supplies please think about doing it because honestly you know these are these are lists that are required by the cambridge public school department and your schools and you have to show up on the first day with these items so if you have any money if you have any supplies Second floor of City Hall, the mayor's office would be grateful. Um, Liam's Lunches of Love is doing a number of these locations. And if you don't know about them, definitely check them out. Liam is a Cambridge Public School fifth grader who makes it his life's work to um, make lunches for for homeless people here and wheels them around in a cart. And he's adorable. And uh, I love that he's so mission-driven at fifth grade. Yeah, great kid. And the, the, the box is white and it's right outside. Right outside the, the mayor's, mayor's office. office. Awesome. So we have some other news that we were informed about. Um, the Sancta Maria Nursing Facility has made the difficult decision to seek a buyer for their buildings and campus, and it'll close in December 2018. Um, they're closing because they've just had really awful financial difficulties, and they've amassed a lot of deficits of, I think they said, over $5 million over the last six years. So... Uh, they don't have the endowment or funds to sustain these losses any longer. Yeah, that is really sad. So if you guys don't know where Sancta Maria is, it's past, if you're on um, Concord Avenue and you go past the Rotary and you're, you know, you're heading past the Burger King on the right-hand side, heading to Belmont, it's really, it's right on the right-hand side. Currently, they have 125 beds um, that are providing long-term rehabilitative care Care. for Mm -hmm. elderly residents. 
and they all need to be moved somewhere else. It's very sad. I have a number of friends whose parents are there. And so I think that there will probably likely be a lot of conversations um, with the council and with city leadership about what to do, um, not only with that parcel, but, you know, we have an aging population here in Cambridge. 12% of our population is over 65. We've got a baby boomer generation that is, a, you know, is wanting to age in in the city that they lived in. And so we've, I think we um, have an obligation to really look at that particular parcel and, and our aging population and see if there's something that we can do there. Yeah, I think um, it is so many Cambridge residents. So the city is, it's on the city, it's on the city's radar. So. And it's such a shock. I know. I, I know, you know, my friends that uh, they had no warning whatsoever. And it's like, you know, September, October, November, December, they've got to find some place for their loved one, um, possibly not even anywhere close to Cambridge. Um, you know, I was telling you earlier, my dad had a stroke and was at Spalding and Charlestown and just getting to Charlestown every day with the traffic. And, and it's it's tough when you have a loved one and you have a family and you're trying to do everything and to, and to have your loved one in another city. Um, it's tough. So hopefully we will be able to do something. Yeah, so we'll keep you updated. Updated. Uh, and then our last topic of the day is... The election coming up. Yes. For those of you who are paying attention, we have a um, congressional primary that is coming up. It's actually the election is the day after Labor Day, the Tuesday after Labor Day, September 4th, which is like the worst timing for an election ever. We were talking to our state representative, Marjorie Decker, last night, who has two young kids. And she's like, my election day is the first day of school. It's wrong. Anyway, so um, I know that you and I are both supporting Ayanna Presley for the congressional MA7, the 7th district here. Um, she is challenging a long-term uh, sitting congressperson, uh, Mike Capuano. And um, I know I've had a lot of people ask me why I'm supporting her. Yeah. So I guess we should just talk about that because I'm really excited about her as a as a candidate. And um, it's funny. I... You know, she and I have worked together um, over my tenure, um, my short tenure as a city councilor. But we sat down this summer and we're just talking about sort of all the things she's working on and all the things I'm working on. And it was all aligning everything that she is working on and that she cares about, whether it's food insecurity for kids, getting more females into public safety, um, climate change, uh, artists, you know, displaced artists, affordable housing. Everything that she was talking about, I felt like, yes, this is exactly, this is, these are the things I care about too. And really hearing her story of where she grew up, how she grew up, it a lot of it really mirrored some of where I came from too. And so when you think about, when I think about um, this district, and it's so, so diverse, it's a majority mi- minority, it's the most just diverse in the in the state of Massachusetts. I think we should have representation from someone who really truly understands the diversity and what it's like to grow up here as an African-American woman um, and and really use that lens and that lived experience that I find so important when I'm sitting in the city council. I, you know, I, I feel like I was telling you this. For me, representation matters. But before I was really serving on the city council, it was more of a theory for me than like, 
uh, yes, this is then a, a life experience. And just sitting next to Counselor Simmons every week and seeing her lens and what she brings forward and talks about every week. And those some of those things we wouldn't be talking about if she wasn't sitting there. And the things that she brings up, we absolutely should be talking about. So for me, it's it's having that representation, that that um, authentic, real lived experience, making policies and driving things forward that I, I it makes me really excited about Ayana um, personally, but hearing her speak and listening to her get people excited and she's so passionate and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be supporting her a hundred percent. Yeah. Well said. I a hundred percent agree with you. We were just at an event on Monday night uh, that with Maura Healy. Yeah. Maura Healy uh, was there too. Just, and it was, it was amazing. And, you know, she has this catchphrase, uh, Ayana does that, you know, those closest to the pain should be the ones making these policies. And I really 100% agree with that. She, you know, is a survivor um, of mm-hmm. sexual assault. And she's been involved so heavily in that work. You know, she's her, you know, she had a family member, her father, who was in and out of the prison system. You know, she speaks from um, these very important areas. And I think um, that is what is representation to me. Yeah. And I was really thinking about, you know, I I actually have to say that I have worked with Congressman Mike Capuano for many years when I was working in the mayor's office. I And I, I truly respect the work that he's done here. This isn't really for me. It isn't about Mike Capuano. This right. is about a moment where I really feel like this is a deep blue district. And this was a seat that, you know, she often says was held by JFK. We can be bold. We can be progressive in this seat and really be pushing the issues forward. I feel like people say all the time that, well, they would vote the same way. And so what's the difference? And when I've been thinking about Catherine Clark, for example, you know, when Catherine Clark is always out front talking about swatting and how it affects women, she's talking about victims of domestic violence. She's talking about all these issues that affect women and families. And so, yes, Catherine Clark is probably voting the same way as Capuano, but the issues that she's championing for women and families and her district are different. They're different. So I'm really, that was a really exciting night. Um, I, I feel like I got really energized, but being on stage with Ayanna Presley, our attorney general, Maura Healy, who every day is a badass and like fighting Amazing. against you know, the Trump administration. Monika Bowman was there and she gave a barn burner of a speech. You know, she's on the school committee here being up there with you. It was just very powerful to be up with so many women who are truly passionate about caring for their communities. And um, I was proud to be up there. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. It really was. And afterwards, everyone was like trying to get pictures with everyone like Ayana and then and Mora and I was like, please let me get a picture with you, Mora. It was so sad <laughs> okay can i tell you you know how i do something awkward at every event uh, always yeah. always every yeah. single time okay i don't think i told you the story so there's this like gentleman there white like white guy silver hair suit and he has like a you know a lapel pin on and i'm like i i think i met that guy before he's probably like a state rep or a state senator or something so <laughs> i walk over to the guy and i'm like oh hi i feel like we've met before i'm counselor alana mallon and he's like yeah i'm trooper blah 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 whatever and I'm like, oh, and it takes me a second. I'm like, 
oh, are you here on detail for Maury Healy? And he was like, yeah, like basically like step aside, lady. Like I have a job <laughs> to do. I'm supposed to be protecting the attorney general. And you're like, Ugh. I'm like, oh, man, it was so it was so embarrassing. Mm. And uh, I was like, why do I continue to do just like socially awkward, embarrassing things at every event? It's OK. We live, we learn, you know. I'm not learning, though. We'll, I'm yeah. just living. <laughs> you know what? That's our, you know, we're just living. <laughs> we're just living. New women are here. Uh-huh. Women are here. We are women just are here. living. We're just living. Just, yeah. Anyway, so I thought you would enjoy that um, particular <laughs> yeah. story. And my husband was like, of course <laughs> you saw like a white older male in a suit and thought he was an elected official. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's yeah. where we are in the patriarchy. Right. Mm, gross. Okay, wait. Can I just... What are you talking... You're going to talk about something? Can I just talk about the patriarchy and, like, what's making me so angry right now? For sure. Okay. I angry tweeted last night that... Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but my... So, my son and I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which everybody, if if you do not watch the show, please do because it's historical. But we're watching it on Hulu and they have ads. And so, this ad comes on for this company named Roman. Okay? And it is a company... Four men who are experiencing erectile dysfunction, mm. who are too embarrassed to go to a doctor and a pharmacy. And you can just do the whole thing online. You can just order your ED pills right online and then just deliver them to your door. And I was like, I cannot believe there is a startup right now that probably got $10 million worth of like initial round of funding to do ED medical medicine delivery to men who are too embarrassed to go to a doctor or to go to a pharmacy while there are women who cannot get birth control pills through their companies because their companies have registered a that it's against their religious mm-hmm, beliefs mm-hmm. right and the supreme court has held yep. this up there are women who need medicine who have had a failed pregnancy a failed pregnancy and go to a Walgreens and the pharmacist is telling them, no, I'm not going to give you your pills. But these guys can just go right online and get their medicine. So I, I wrong. Just wanna, I, wrong. I just want to register my complaint and wonder about a women's startup for birth control and for other things. Can we, yeah. is that something that dear Silicon Valley, <laughs> <laughs> dear angel investors, if you're listening I do wonder if that's an interesting business model. I mean, if you can have a startup for this, right? Well, let's talk about it. Seriously. Anyway, that I just wanted to just go off a little bit. No, about I that. completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were probably going to talk about something community minded and fun. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to remind folks to um, make sure they get out to vote on September fourth. Oh, right. And, Super. Yep. Uh, if they can't, I'm going to be in Canada for a wedding. Unfortunately, fortunately, but you know, I'm sad to be missing the action here. Uh, you can absentee absentee uh, vote uh, at 51 Inman Street. That's right. So, so 51 Inman Street is between Broadway and Harvard Street, and the election commission is on the first floor. Yeah, and they're open till 8 yeah. p.m. So run over. And if you're going to be working on election day, getting out the vote, or just go and do it right now. Absentee. I'm, I'm going to go tomorrow. You should. Yeah. Maybe I'll go right after this. <laughs> I know because it's only like four forty-five. I could so vote. much time. You know what? I'm gonna go vote. Go vote. Yes, that's exciting. And then we do have a big race for uh, Middlesex DA. I know. Yeah. And I'm supporting Donna Padalano. Padalano. Uh, People love her. She's, you know, she's. I, 
again, you know, it's nothing against our current Marianne Ryan. Ryan. It's more just, it's great to have new voices, new ideas, new folks. Uh, And she has so much experience uh, that is really unique. You know, she's... I know a bunch of people who are supporting her. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I hope um, she comes out strong. She's talking a lot about transparency, about... um, you know, the immigrant community mm-hmm. and really the, the disparity, there's disparities that exist in our criminal justice system mm-hmm. and why they exist. And, you know, they shouldn't exist, but they're very glaring. Anyway, if it's refreshing wanna, to have a yeah. district attorney candidate talk about that. She, all that's really just, she's really, that's been her focus. And, you know, as a, as an attorney, as someone who have friends who are, you know, public defenders, you know, the, you know, they're very much like, this is, this is, the, the DA race is very, very important. I feel like it's a race that's often overlooked. Yeah. Like you get to the, the ballot and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know how to even vote for this person. Yeah, yeah. So I've been kind of emailing my friends and making sure they know that that's also very, a very important race. So so anyway. And I would say if you're interested, um, Sumble and I canvassed for Ayanna Presley and one of the things we said on the doors was if you're undecided you're interested in Ayanna or you know what she has to say there have been a few debates that are online Um, I would say the WBUR debate was pretty good one and I know it's definitely still online and you just check it out for yourself right right but anyway so that's our podcast we won't be around next week uh no will we no okay and the week after probably not either yeah, yeah. Because you're out of town because of the yeah. I'm at a wedding. Thing. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a few. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be back. Abs- absence will make the heart grow fonder. Exactly. But in the meantime, check out Hysteria and that other weird one that <laughs> <laughs> about couples therapy. That's simple. I know. I'm not even just, married, just but be I'm a curious. Vo- just be a voyeur. I'm getting prepared. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> I know, it won't make me want to do it. (laughs) Anyway, hope everyone is doing well, and uh, we'll miss you. Have a great rest of your summer. Bye. Bye.